Ms. Troublefield, will you please take the roll? Mr. Cappell? Here. Mr. Collins? Here. Mr. Fritz? Here. Dr. Hattier? Mr. Layfield? Here. Mrs. Moses? Here. Mr. Peden? Here. Mrs. Pryor? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here. We have a quorum. Do I have a motion to go into executive session? So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? We're now in executive session. 3.02, approval of the agenda for June the 28th. Do we have a motion? So moved. Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Approval of the agenda. Could I ask everyone to please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You may be seated. I have a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes from May the 24th and the executive session minutes from May the 24th. So motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. 4.01 recognition 2021 Carson Scholarship recipient. Yes, Mr. Layfield, could you join me at the podium and Principal Kerr, could you join us as well for the recognition? <clears throat> Good evening, everyone. This evening, I have the distinct pleasure of recognizing Skylar Richards as a 2020-2021 Carson Scholar. The Carson Scholars Fund awards students in grades four through 11 who excel academically and are dedicated to serving their communities with a $1,000 college scholarship. Scholars are also awarded an Olympic-sized medal and their name is placed on a trophy at their school to celebrate their accomplishments. Skylar just completed fifth grade at Philip Shaw and will be attending Selbyville Middle School in the fall. While at Philip Shaw, Skylar has been a model student, both academically and behaviorally. She's maintained straight A's, was an active participant in both the TIES and Excel program, and has been a part of the PCS robotics team for two years. Even during this crazy COVID school year, Skylar found the time to participate in band, learning to play the flute via Zoom and through modified instrumental instruction after the school day with Ms. Dudley, our band director. Skylar has also engaged in community service projects throughout the year, including mentoring younger students outside of the school while on our hybrid model. We are incredibly proud of Skylar and know that she will be extremely successful in all that she continues to do. Congratulations, Skylar Richards. <laughs> Skylar, if you'd like to come on up.
come to the time in the meeting where we've got public comments. Do we have anyone signed up for public comments this evening? Anybody would like to come forward? <clears throat> Hearing none. New business, 6.01, school choice applications. Good evening, everyone. If you will look on your board docs, you will see a total of six school choice applications for this school year, and we are asking to accept all six of the applications. And you can see they are priority number one as returning students. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. Thank you. Do we have any discussion on school choice with the uh, MOU or the... We can discuss now or we can discuss it under policy. Um, we'll address policy or address now? Policy. <coughs> okay. Six point oh two twenty twenty one annual leave carryover. Yes, could I ask uh, Miss Bunting to approach the podium? Thank you. Good evening. We're asking the board to take a vote. It's similar to last year. Due to COVID, not all of our twelve month employees were able to use their annual leave prior to June thirtieth. The legislature, um, it is in the epilogue language, and each board, we're asking the board to approve that as well. So there's a motion to approve. So moved. Motion. motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? So how long do they have, Celeste? Till December 31st, and okay. that's the same as last year. And then whatever they don't use, they lose. Okay. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? <clears throat> Passed by unanimous vote. 6.03. Um, yes, if, if I could. School year. Thank you. If I could have Miss Bunting stick, stick tight for just a second. We're going to talk about staggered start times for next year, but I would like to just update the board. The uh, Department of Ed has asked each district to submit a uh, return to school year plan for next year, and we have uh, looked at our current guidance and updated our plan for next year. As we've uh, updated the board here over the last few months, our plan is to return to as normal school year as possible, uh, given our current guidance, which is uh, all students in five days a week, uh, only a remote option if there's a necessity to do so. So I would ask Mrs. Blanner just to give us a high level overview of our plan that was submitted earlier this week with the understanding that uh, the state may be providing additional guidance here within the next few weeks. So this will be and can be a fluid document that will update if the guidance is changed in any way. Thank you. <clears throat> so the return to school plan will be a public facing document that will be shared with our community for questions or input. But basically the components that will be covered in that plan, and we have it in draft form right now, would be COVID protocols, safety protocols, it would include opportunities for diagnostic and screening assessments for staff and students should they choose to do so. It also includes appropriate accommodations for students with disabilities. And then the plan speaks to access to food services and transportation services for our students. 
and academic programming and SEL or social emotional supports. So we are anticipating some updated guidance around COVID safety protocols from the state and DPH. Once we have that guidance, we will be posting this plan on our, on our website for parent input. Any questions with that? Can, can I just hope that with things moving the way they are, that getting the masks off our kids' faces is gonna be part of our program going as well? Our current guidance is, um, as we sit here tonight, if we are in the buildings with just adults, around adults, masks are not required for um, vaccinated folks. If we are in with students, like we'll be with summer school, currently the masks are required. So we're getting guidance hopefully here regularly, so we will keep you updated. I apologize, okay. Could, is that defined by the CDC or is that within the governor's That's the governor. state of emergency? Board? That's the governor. It's, it's been provided in the governor's executive order mm -hmm. through consultation with DPH and um, following CDC protocols and recommendations, but states have been providing their guidance at the state level. So it's, it has been part of his, his executive order. We can anticipate some clarity come July the 13th. Correct. When that That's order clears up. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's absolutely foolish. We're sitting in a room like this and anybody that wants to wear a mask can, but we've got kids that come to school. You can go to sports stadiums, 70,000 people in a sports stadium, but we've got kids that possibly might come to school so with a mask on. I think that's ridiculous. So I hope, hope we're going to move in uh, the direction of if it's our decision to make, which I think it will be, that that's what we'll tend to push for. Further discussion on that? You, you need to take action? No, but uh, one additional update that would require action, uh, staggered start times. And by that, we this year, as we rolled in various grade levels, as you'll recall, earlier in the fall and into the winter, we uh, had uh, good feedback from our staff and our principals and our community around allowing our kindergarten to come in first, our sixth grade to come in earlier, and our ninth graders. What that allows them to do is to come into the building and to acclimate themselves to the new building and uh, teachers and uh, prior to having the full rush of all students within the school. And we would like to make a recommendation for us to continue that next year. Uh, Mrs. Bunny can kind of share some additional details, but in consult with our various stakeholders, that was well received. And I do think it's worthwhile to our students to be able to come in uh, to a new building and uh, not to be as overwhelmed as they would be when you have all students arriving. So, Mrs. Bunting. So, as Dr. Owen said, we're going to ask the board to take a vote on staggered start times. So, Tuesday, September 7th would be first grade, sixth grade, and ninth grade. <coughs> all hands on deck for those grades because that'll be the first time they're in those schools. So, the teachers in seventh and eighth grade and the specialists who wouldn't have students that day necessarily, would be on hand for busing, for transitions, discipline assemblies, all of that. All grades will come back the next day, September 8th, so everyone in session. Preschools um, would start September 13th <coughs> That week before, they have a lot of meetings, a lot of IEP meetings, getting students ready for that as well. 
So we're asking for preschool start on September 13th for students, first, sixth, and ninth on September 7th with all grades returning September 8th. Kindergarten, sixth, and ninth, correct? Sorry, kindergarten. <coughs> A motion to approve that stagger start so moved motion made is there a second 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 motion made and second any further discussion on the stagger start all those in favor say aye aye those opposed passed by unanimous vote 6.04 indian river high school uniforms girls soccer and softball okay within your board docs and as discussed during our committee meetings you'll see um, uniforms here, they do meet the criteria, and where possible, again, we've added our American flag. I do think that's a nice touch, but all uniforms are in compliance with our uh, color protocols. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Second. Yeah, second. Any further discussion? I do, again, like the American flags myself. Ditto. All, Amen. all those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. 6.05 Indian River High School secured entrance. Mr. Booth, <coughs> I can tell you as Mr. Booth uh, approaches, we've worked hard on um, reviewing the Indian River High School secure entrance. I want to thank uh, Mr. Booth and his team as well as the team from Indian River High School. We've uh, looked at this uh, many different ways and I do think we've landed on a secure entrance that will work and accomplish what we've wanted to accomplish. Mr. Booth? Yes, at the uh, June 14th Buildings and Grounds meeting, the selection of a proposed entrance was discussed. In your packet, you should have a copy of the drawing uh, done with the help of Indian River High School students. Um, there are two quotes for completing this work. The threshold for this work is $50,000. It would be an open market purchase. Uh, buildings and grounds recommend the approval of KB Cold Iron at the quote of $25,620. Uh, for the construction, the district will do the carpet um, to tile replacement and, and the door locks uh, with, uh, through the state bid process and grant money for secure entrances will cover these expenses. <coughs> so we ask for a motion to accept KB Cold Iron. Uh, so moved. Second. Motion made and there's a second. Any further discussion? Mr. Booth, this is the same, Mr. Booth, this is the same company that also did some of the work here in the library, am I correct? Correct. Cold Iron. We, we, yes. We've had good success with this business, am I right? Yes. They're currently working on uh, the two uh, uh, modular units outside, uh -huh. and uh, they did the entrance to the school uh, uh, serving line at, at Shaw, and KB Cold Iron is also scheduled uh, to start work soon on the Selbyville Middle School, which is another secure entrance. Okay. Motion made and seconded. Further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.04. Georgetown Elementary School Eagle Scout Project? Yes. Mr. President, with us tonight is uh, Chris Rubino. Chris, if you want to come up. Uh, Chris is an Eagle Scout candidate. Uh, and is proposed to renovate the courtyard next to the Georgetown Elementary and Georgetown Middle Cafeteria. It will consist of fixing the pond area, <coughs> cutting overgrown brush and trees, as well as a new picnic table. 
Principal Stone believes there is a need and is supportive. The cost will be provided as part of the scout's responsibilities to find donations. And I'll allow Chris to add anything that you'd like. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Um, I just want to thank you guys for taking the time and considering my project. Uh, hopefully the total cost will be around 250 to $300 for me. Uh, the way materials are shifting right now, it's kind of hard to calculate, but um, I'm really excited to get started on the project. I've been looking at this pond for years now, seeing it all torn and tattered up. I've been waiting to get my hands on it. So thank you guys for considering my project. I appreciate it. Questions? Okay, has this been through council and has it been approved? Uh, it has to be signed here first before it can go to any Boy Scout Council. That was my question. My son has his Eagle. I'm still with 281. Ah. Okay, so um, just checking. Yeah, we. Ha I have to get it approved here before it goes anywhere else. Okay. Yep. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for presenting tonight and also thank you for presenting at the uh, committee meeting also. Yes. So there's a motion. Yes, is there a motion to move forward? Yes. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.08, Southerville Middle School, the three-room subdivision. 6.07. 6. I apologize. I've got to hit myself here. 6.07, Any River High School vault. <laughs> Yes, Mr. President, Artesian has requested an easement to install two vaults uh, near the Clayton entrance uh, to the back of Indian River High School. Uh, the documents uh, have been uh, reviewed and edited by the district's legal counsel. Uh, it should be in your uh, packet, should be an agreement and also a placement diagram of the proposed vaults. There is an existing vault that's already located there it is determined that the two new ones will not impact the district. It, it is anticipated that the new connections uh, will improve the existing water quality to Indian River High School. All costs will be paid by Artesian um, and we have a recommendation to approve. And the recommendation would be to approve and allow uh, Superintendent Owens to sign the, uh, the agreements. Uh, the consideration is $5,000 for the easement. Any questions for Mr. Booth? A motion made to move forward. So second. Motion made. There's a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.08. Southerville Middle School, the three-room subdivision, sir. Okay, Principal McCready's uh, gave a summary of the request to divide three rooms uh, to help with the projected increase of enrollment in specialized areas of education. The request and the quote tally form should be in your board packet. Buildings and Grounds has gotten two quotes from two contractors. Uh, to complete this construction. Minor cap funds will be used to pay for this request. Buildings and Grounds recommends approval of Delmarva Construction Services 
at $15,635 to complete this project. Any questions? Is there a motion? Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? What size do these classrooms end up being? <clears throat> I mean, I know we're cutting classrooms in half. Uh, square footage, I'm not sure. They are relatively small rooms and we're splitting them uh, about in half uh, to the uh, top of the ceiling. Any more I, let me, questions? Do we? Jason, do you know what size square footage? I, I apologize, I should have asked this sooner. discussion we have a motion in a second all those in favor say aye aye, aye. those opposed passes by unanimous vote 6.09 john m clayton elementary school pto request yes nope i'm sorry mr <coughs> I, can I can take this mr booth we uh we discussed at uh, buildings and grounds uh the request from the john m clayton pto for two facilities uh, exterior of the school and I believe Mrs. Blannard is uh, available to discuss those items as well as uh, Assistant Principal Murray. I believe he's here as well if we have any questions. Mrs. Blannard? Yes, the, um, the first request is for an awning type structure for protection from um, rain and elements when students are being picked up and dropped off at areas on the side of the building. The um, projected cost is $16,630, and the PTO um, did apply for a grant and received $14,000 toward that project with a CARES Act grant. So they are requesting that the um, district support them with $2,630 for the balance. Any questions on that project? Okay, and then the second proposal is to purchase a 20 by 30 foot event tent to be used as part of their outdoor learning space, outdoor classroom. This is going to enable classrooms to have picnic tables outside and be protected from weather elements. And um, the tent would be um, 
put up at the start of the school year, taken down over the winter months, and then reestablished in the spring. Projected cost is $5,140, and the PTO has funding for that as well. They're requesting $1,750 from the district to support them. to accept so motion made is there a second? second motion made and second any further discussion personally I think this is a, <clears throat> a heck of a win here you're looking at the PTO raising uh, we're getting 16 we're getting $21,000 worth of upgrades within the school and uh, PTO is asking us to pick up the bill of a little over 4,000 of that, so that's, that's pretty impressive that 20% uh, cost to us. So I think that's awesome with the PTO. Any questions? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Old business, 7.01, major capital planning. Yes, thank you. We've uh, asked our uh, architect firm, ABHA, BSA plus A, Carl Cronin and Buck Simpers, as well as RYJ's uh, Brad Cohen to join us this evening to provide us with an update on our progress with our new Sussex Central High School. Gentlemen, this, uh, the presentation can be found in board docs. Great, thank you all very much for allowing us the opportunity uh, to update you on the progress that's been really going on since we met last. Next slide, please. Uh, we'd like to take you through uh, just a brief overview of where the planning stands at this point. You're going to see some floor plans and some three-dimensional views of, at a very conceptual level. Uh, Mr. Cowan is going to talk about budget and schedule, and the three of us, including Mr. Simpers, are here if you have any questions uh, about the overall uh, place we are in this, uh, in this uh, process. Uh, if you could pass the next two, please. So when last we were here, we were approved the, uh, the educational specification, uh, which is the list that you see on the right, or a sample of the list. That was the planning document or the Bible that we have to work from. Uh, we translated that into a, uh, a list of space uh, calculations, which gave us the building blocks to start to put together uh, the plan. Uh, we presented to the committee multiple, in multiple different versions of how the, uh, how the new building could really uh, fit on the site. Uh, there's a lot of good dialogue, a lot of good process, and I think what you're going to see here is the culmination of what we think is a, kind of a future planning for not only the high school spaces and the educational components, but a full complex uh, for, uh, for you to grow for both school populations that are going to be uh, on, this, on this campus. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, one thing that we discussed at the last meeting uh, with you was uh, the possibility of, of as we connect the building, we looked at many different options, but a possibility of a connected building with this future Millsboro Middle School, which is what we're, gonna, we're sitting in now. Um, and we wanna say that that actually is the direction that we're heading. Um, we think that gives us a lot of flexibility uh, for both school populations and really a lot of economy uh, to, uh, to really get this project built and completed. Um, so that's what you're gonna see here. So the next, uh, yeah, you can move forward, please. Thank you. 
so uh, this is what you saw last time. It was an empty field. This is what exists now with just this school. And you're going to see that, just to give you orientation, Patriots Way is on the bottom of the drawing. Avenue Honor is to the left. Um, and of course, you see the major, the building, which is the current, current high school that we sit in now. So we're going to show the same orientation on the next slide of how that works out. So uh, you can see the area in sort of the darker, sort of orange color are, are, the, are the new high school facilities uh, that sit on that site. Uh, it actually is connected out the back end uh, behind where uh, 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 Mr. Layfield is behind there. That's, that's where the project will go, continuing out along, uh, along Patriots Way uh, with the potential for additional fields that will stretch along a new roadway that leads out to Avenue of Honor. Uh, there'll be some modifications in the front yard uh, to the existing stormwater pond and, and another entrance or relocated entrance uh, onto Patriots Way to work for both school, uh, uh, both school buildings. Uh, one major driver of this plan was a segregation or a separation rather of, of the parent drop-off with the bus uh, drop-off. And what you're going to see on this drawing and moving forward is, is we're, we're going to uh, relocate the bus uh, bus drop-offs to the rear of both buildings uh, and potentially the side of the middle of the future middle schools building and then all parent drop-offs for both schools will come in that front entry loop um, the, the buses will have the opportunity to use the new entrance off of avenue of honor uh, or one of the other entrances but they can really enter and exit the site and never have to cross pass uh, with them uh, at towards the back of the site you see a new larger parking lot that's that large gray box um, the, the good thing about this site is there's a lot of parking. The middle school won't use nearly as much as the high school does now. So the addition of parking actually is, although it's a large parking lot, is rather limited. Um, and then what you're seeing back to the floor plan, the new areas are showing the dark color. The existing areas are white and will, uh, for the middle school. And then the theater and the C wing are the, are the in-between color. And those are the areas where we're thinking of renovation that could serve, serve really both populations. Um, uh, what we found is other schools that our team has worked on with combined schools, uh, that there's a real opportunity for, uh, for efficiency uh, and use of spaces that might always not be used uh, in a long time. When we go to, uh, for, for a large period of time, when we go to the next slide, you'll see really how that sort of fleshes out. So again, it's the same orientation. The white box is the existing, uh, this existing school. Uh, and what you see moving to the left uh, you'll see the theater, which is the existing theater, and the existing C-wing, which is that, that leg of the existing school that kind of points to the, sort of to the, the top left. Uh, and there, for the C-wing, uh, there's been discussion of maybe that is a place for over, overlap. Uh, depending on how the populations of both schools rise over the years, that allows you some flexibility uh, to depending on which, kind of which population grows faster. So, so we think we can use that kind of, again, game flexibility. It's primarily focused for high school uses at, the, at, the, at this point, uh, but again, it could have flexibility for middle school uses depending how that moves along. Uh, and the balance of what you're seeing to the left is, is all the new, the new building. Uh, there's a large uh, block on the front uh, stretching along the front, which is what we're calling sort of the academic core building. Um, there'll be administrative uses on the first floor and then actually two floors above that. So a total of a three-story prominent building that will be on Patriots Way that will actually uh, kind of uh, clearly show that this is the high school population. It'll be a larger and broader building uh, with, with academic, uh, main academic functions in that building. Uh, behind it, you see a large uh, gold box, uh, which is the new uh, gymnasium dedicated for the high school and supporting athletics. Uh, 
the pink area, pink purple area, is uh, career tech areas, uh, particularly shop spaces, uh, which will be uh, off the back and have access to its own work yard. Uh, and then the greenish area next to that uh, is the cafeteria uh, and supporting areas uh, for food service. Uh, the new school was intended to actually link back to the existing school in two places, uh, along the corridor, uh, that, that would be is to the left, and then a new connector that actually will be on the backside of, the, of, 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 the, of this theater building. So circulation between the two facilities, if you will, uh, will be, will be, uh, will be, uh, uh, will be uh, good. That's one of the comments of, of, of the current building is, is all roads lead to the same point and there's a real congestion uh, within the center of this building. What we're trying to do is help alleviate that in both buildings, uh, but in the new building we'll have a lot more wider corridors and, and, and better circulation around them. Um, to the left side, you're seeing the indication of, of a future um, uh, a, a stadium, uh, main ball field. If dollars allow, there's a possibility that could, be, uh, that could be included. At this point, it looks like that is not in the cards, but we want to plan for that. As your school grows into a 2200 high school and beyond, you want to have planning that can, that can accommodate a main stadium there that really works with, with the high school population. If you move to the next slide, uh, on the bottom part of the drawing, you're seeing second floor uh, spaces. And really, uh, given the, the, the density of a 2200 high school, there's a lot of students. So most of the, sec most of the uh, new building will actually have a second level. Uh, academic classrooms in that main academic block. Uh, and then the science pod, if you will, sort of behind that. Um, and then additional CTE classrooms that will back up to the, this theater, but on the second level. And again, a full donut circulation, so there will be full circulation uh, in a ring to actually access all the areas on the second level. And at the very top of your drawing, you're seeing a smaller piece. That actually is the third floor uh, intended for the, uh, the main academic building, uh, and that is additional academic classrooms. And we're really trying to keep each of the, um, uh, each of the core subject areas, uh, English, social studies, uh, math, uh, um, uh, really uh, kind of in their own pods and in their own connection, uh, but locate them near each other so the building will work together both in each wing and then up and down. And then the last drawing on the next page is basically a, a very conceptual three-dimensional view. Um, basically, up, uh, you're above the, uh, the intersection of Patriots Way and Avenue of Honor, uh, looking down with the, with the new building in the foreground uh, that's sort of the darkest area. Again, you're seeing the large building on the front. You're seeing an arch top, which would, is intended for the, uh, the new gymnasium, uh, and the second floor area is behind that. Uh, the intermediate color is the renovation of B and C wing, which is the theater wing, um, and, the, um, and C wing, again, for, for shared uses. Uh, and then the lighter area is the existing middle school, which there, mo there may likely be some modifications to that. We're currently working with the middle school uh, faculty to make sure that that building is not negatively impacted by anything that happens with the high school. Um, and we think that we have a good path forward to make this a cohesive, improved site, again, for both, both school populations. Um, and uh, Mr. Cowan is gonna talk about budget and schedule, and then I'd be happy to come back and both of us answer any questions uh, for anything you've seen. Thank you, Carl. Good evening, everyone. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Brad Cowan. I'm Vice President of Richard Y. Johnson, also Senior Project Manager for your project. And uh, as Carl mentioned, I wanted to just talk briefly about our budget. As you know, this, this building is a very large building. It's over 310,000 square feet, a very massive project. 
And in order to, our job is to um, manage the budget, make sure that what's designed in the square footage fits within your budget. You really can't spend money you don't have, so we understand that, and that's our job to make sure uh, to safeguard that budget and everything comes in on budget. So in order to do that, we've taken a preliminary look at what Carl and his team have proposed. Uh, it started out, uh, I don't know, 10 or 15,000 square feet over what we anticipated. We were able to uh, work with them, bring some uh, bring the square footage down by uh, bringing things together, narrowing the hallways a little bit, some other square footage areas, and also identifying some alternates. Carl mentioned one, this, the stadium uh, as one. Uh, we're working through a couple of others right now. But it's not that they're not going to be designed in the building, but they're going to be alternates. And what our focus is to maintain the most uh, classroom space, educational space that's possible, and look at some of the other surrounding areas as those, as those alternates. As I'm sure all of you are aware, the market today is very volatile. It's, it's, you know, if you've been to Lowe's lately to try to buy some lumber, it's like four times what it was a few months ago. So budgeting a project that not, that's not going to be bid until next year is a very difficult process because you just really don't know where the numbers are right now. We believe we're on target. We're hopeful that the budget we have now will, will uh, be maintained. And then next year when it goes out to bid, the market will be a little bit less volatile. The numbers will be better and we'll be able to afford more, more of the building. But right now, I think we're on a good path. We've got what we believe uh, a size and shape that fits within our budget. We have those ad alternates that, that we'll be discussing with Carl and his team later on and get, get, get those designed into the building. So I think we're in a good place right now. We're moving forward. Um, but our budget, that's, that's our job, is to make sure that that, that budget is, is safeguarded throughout the bidding phase. So that's where we are with the budget right now. Um, Schedule-wise, we have the design time that, that, that has been allowed for Carl and his team to work through the better part of next year in design. And then we have a 30-month construction schedule beyond, the, beyond that. So right now, that's our timeline. We'll work to refine that a little bit better once we know, once everything in the building settles and, the, and more of it gets on paper. But uh, that's where we are with schedule right now. So everything's moving forward. And I'll be happy to answer any questions or Carl that you may have. Cowan, as a board president, we've been watching and listening to the design, and we're excited about moving forward with mm -hmm. this. And but we're <clears throat> we're receptive, we're cognizant of the public and their view, and they've not gotten to see a lot of this or been able to digest this. Mm -hmm. Just one snapshot that I feel is huge that we we talked about, but we didn't dwell on: the fact that we're tying the buildings together and sharing this space. Probably a redesign of this is a huge cost savings to having to build another equal in size or larger mm -hmm. just uh, a couple hundred yards south of our location am i correct with that i just kind of we're giving a good overview but i'm kind of looking at nuggets we need to get out to the public when someone says how oh, they're over budgeted already well yeah we are over budgeted right now because of what's going on in the country with the commodities prices etc however i just kind of want to stress or maybe you could talk a little bit more about it's just the idea of revitalizing this and sharing it has going to be a huge cost savings to the rest of the building rather than building new. Yes, it is. You know, it's, it's, you know the, the, for new building square foot cost, you're up well over $400 a square foot. Uh, renovating a space, depending on how much you renovate, could be you know, anywhere from $100 a square foot up to 200 It depends on 
on what the renovation includes. I know there's been talk of completely renovating this, this auditorium, adding a balcony, adding uh, entrances uh, to the side, uh, the main entrance. So some of those things, although this is an existing space, there's things that are happening to it that drive that cost up a little bit. Not as much as new construction, but, but pretty, pretty close to that. If I can add to that, excuse me, if I, if I can add to that, um, I think the ability to reuse this is kind of a lifesaver for this project. It really is. If we had to do the kind of theater that you would want to in a new building solely, it would be a significant amount of money. And the reality of, of theaters is they're the least utilized space on a campus for a high school, certainly, but especially for a middle school. So, and again, we've seen this borne out in, in other projects. Uh, if you can have two school populations use it, it makes a lot more sense. Uh, that being said, we also also planning for a studio theater or a black box theater, mm -hmm. which is a smaller space and a more flexible space, which high schools are really kind of coming around or using and actually gives a lot more programmatic uh, uh, use than having two theaters that neither one of them is used at full tilt. Uh, so it, it, the, 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 the idea that you have a high school on a high school level theater already available to you really has has given a lifeline to the overall project budget and is going to allow you to get a lot more actually into the core academic spaces so um, you know we've seen that already um, and the and what we're doing with sea wing kind of the idea for this actually spurred well can we do the same thing with sea wing and get and get a lot more utilization out of that and save money rather than building new uh, and having too much space in the, in the middle school so to speak uh, so uh, it's you know it's been a great suggestion. It's really been a team effort to kind of work through that, and it's going to keep be continuing. But I think your point about about the the um, um, the good stewards of your money by reusing this, I think, is really sh is important that the public should hear that because it's going to be a, it's going to be a win for the overall project of the district. In many of our discussions, that's been kind of a highlight, and I liken it to won't be timely with the College World Series. This was not just a base hit right off the bat. This was a double. So. We've got issues that we're going to hit throughout the nine innings of this build. However, I, I, I really like that the fact that we're taking this facility and remodeling it and saving money and tying it in. And I, I just think that's a real, that's, that's not just a, a base hit. That's a double right off the bat. Yeah, and, and also, it's money that the district won't have to spend in the future to renovate this for the middle school population. I mean, we're doing it as part of these dollars for, for really both populations. So you're, you're saving money down the line. Um, and I know there's also some issues we heard just this evening of, of, of issues with this theater. They're, they're going to have to be addressed at, at, at another point anyway. So this project will help with that. Thank you. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. It was, uh, no, it's very good. Good point. Any other questions for board? Seven point oh two, Howard Tianis. Yes, site work uh, continues to be the focus on fill material for building pad areas across the street. Uh, they should be comp completed this week. Building foundations will follow and should be completed in two weeks. Underground utilities are complete in pads A, B, and C, with work continuing in area E of our project. Concrete pads have been completed in areas A and C, and area D is poured this week, providing weather cooperates. And as you may have seen when you came in, if not, uh, you may see when you leave this evening, structural steel has started. It started on the 14th, 
and Area A is complete and they are currently working on Area C and we are still holding on to a substantial completion date of May 2022. May 2022. Correct. When you leave this evening, look across street, May 2022. Any questions? Go to Howard Tienes. 7.03, George W. Carver, consent update. Yes, thank you, Dr. Brittingham. Good evening, everybody. Um, so just a few quick updates. On June 10th, we held our, our first in-person community advisory board at Millsboro Middle School from 4.30 to 7 in the evening. It was really wonderful for district leadership and Dr. Linda Wren to meet the members in person. We had a really successful meeting that night. Tomorrow, we will host our first equity retreat at Millsboro Middle School. Um, the groups are going to take a deep dive into our current data and put forth some action steps that tie into the district strategic plan to continue the good work we're already doing across all of our student populations. Any questions? Thank you for your time. Any further discussion? 7.04, proposed construction change order procedures. Yes, Ms. Smith and I believe Mr. Doofendock uh, here is also here available to discuss uh, as they approach the podium. We have discussed the proposed uh, construction change order procedures that are needed. Uh, as we just heard, we are in the middle of uh, two very important projects and we want to uh, ensure that our change order procedures are firm. So um, they are available in board docs. I think uh, Ms. Smith and Mr. Doofendock are available to answer any questions you may have regarding the procedures. Yes, and those procedures have not changed since last month when you first saw them. We discussed them at, at what, the building and grounds, am I correct? Did mm -hmm. we discuss yes. those at building yes. and grounds? Yes, sir. Does anybody need to be rehashed or have any questions with those? No. I'm just, for the between 25,000 and 50,000, it's the superintendent and one of the other two. Correct. It has to be the two. Any questions on those? Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion second. made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Committee reports. 8.01, building and grounds. Okay, Mr. Booth. Unfortunately, I was unable to attend the buildings and grounds or finance committee meeting, but I know Mr. Booth did a good job, so we're going to ask him to cover that, please. Thank you, Dr. Adder. Um, a lot of these items have been covered already. Mm -hmm. uh, you got the updated um, briefing on the Howard T. Ennis and the new Sussex Central High School. Um, the minutes should be included in your board packs. They are sent out after each meeting. Uh, the natural gas um, is anticipated to start in June of uh, 21 and completed at the end of July. Um, submitted to Buildings and Grounds Support Center, um, dashboard synopsis, as well as a brief uh, presentation of those work orders. Um, the IR uh, chiller replacement uh, delivery date uh, has actually been pushed up. Um, we found out today and that they're going to start 
dismantling the chiller on Wednesday. Um, they expect uh, delivery of, of the new chiller this week, and they're hoping to have the building in air condition a week later. They said two weeks for construction, but he told me today a week later. So they're going to start on the chiller replacement uh, this Wednesday. Um, Georgetown Middle and John M. Clayton stands on the inside report. These, these bleachers are wood, as we discussed in committee, and we're working on a proposal uh, to present to the uh, committee that will consider addressing the concerns of replacement and the, and the associated costs. The outside uh, bleachers at both of these schools, um, we are working on uh, getting quotes uh, to demo them. Um, at John M. Clayton, that will include the metal storage shed uh, and the fencing around that field. Um, when the proposals are obtained and reviewed, they'll be presented for approval. Uh, district change order requests uh, you just acted on. Uh, HVAC CARES, there was a report um, and a summary given. Uh, outdoor classroom uh, report. Um, Mrs. Blandard updated the committee um, on the unforeseen cost increases requested for the outdoor classrooms. Uh, purchasing now is not a fiscally responsible uh, move for the district. Uh, so we'll put it on hold and possibly um, uh, consider it the next round of funding. Indian River High School uh, secure interests uh, you acted on tonight. Uh, the Eagle Scout under new business, the Eagle Scout project. Uh, you met uh, Mr. Rubino, um, enterprising young man, and his project was approved. Uh, Artesian request um, that was discussed and acted on tonight. Selbyville request. Uh, four to three rooms was acted on and dealt with tonight, as well as John M. Clayton uh, buildings and grounds. Their, uh, two of their three requests were discussed and acted on tonight. Be glad to answer any questions. Any questions for building and grounds recap? No questions. Mr. Booth, nicely done. Thank you. 8.02 Comprehensive School Safety. Mr. Kappel? Just a couple updates. Um, so two of the district's uh, municipal SROs are hosting youth police academies this summer. Uh, Detective Zabrowski with the Millsboro Police Department started an academy today. It runs until Friday, uh, July 2nd. Uh, graduation is Friday night at 6 p.m. I was not provided a location for that, and currently there are 16 students enrolled in that. Um, Detective Joey Melvin is going to be hosting a junior or youth police academy for the town of Georgetown the week of August 16th through the 21st. I don't have any particulars of where that is. I believe it's possibly going to at least uh, take part somewhere in Dell Technic. So I don't have any students yet. They're probably still accepting at this point, I'm going to guess. And that's all for uh, school safety. Any questions of school safety? Thank you, Mr. Caffel. 8.03, finance. Thank you, Mr. Smith. The topics we discussed in finance committee are all later on the agenda. Unless you want me to go through them now. Uh, we'll go through finance in its due time. How's that? Okay. All right. Thank you. 8.04 curriculum. Dr. Statler. No report. We did not meet. D 
DSBA Board of Directors. Mrs. Wright? No report. DSBA Legislative. Doc? Okay. Um, I was not able to attend that meeting, but I have lots of notes. A lot of things happened, and I think in the future, when they send me things, I'm just going to ask that they be sent out to the rest of the board because some of it, you get it early and then just summarize it when we actually have the meeting because there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, biggest thing was uh, House Bill 92. Apparently, they're still moving forward with that, which obviously we're against. That's on school board uh, term limitations. I haven't heard uh, that they rejected that one. You know, why they want us to go four years instead of five just increases our cost. Bad idea, but, you know, somebody's got a burr under their saddle. Okay, House Bill 63 had to do to amend Title 14 of the code relating to school attendance and religious holidays. Um, we're neutral on that. The school, uh, the, the Delaware State School Board voted neutral on that one. The idea being um, it requires the schools to excuse a pupil's absence for religious of the religious holiday and further restricts districts and charters to have a policy discouraging teachers from scheduling tests, presentations, and the like on days when some students may be absent for a religious holiday. Um, I can see where that can cause a little bit more work. I can also see it from the student's perspective. A pupil who did miss a grading event must be allowed to make up the test or otherwise recover credit. Like I said, DSBA voted neutral on that one. Okay. Uh, 178, uh, year-long teacher residency programs are a partnership between an educational uh, preparation program and the Delaware School District to provide a year-long immersive experience. Um, they would very much uh, like us to have a stipend while participating, which may be used to defray the education and living costs. These programs are the gold standard for teacher preparation and they assist in attracting and retaining quality, diverse educators. For the last several years, the General Assembly has appropriated funds to support and sustain these programs. This bill would codify and establish guidelines for how and when the funds will be used. Okay, um, the Department of Ed continues to be charged with the administration of the funds. Again, they voted to support this. I think it's a good idea. People can come into a school and see what they're doing. You know, that way it's, it doesn't cost us anything. Okay, 207, they voted to support also, this is House Bill, um, and again, it has to do with professional development and preparation programs. It removes the requirement that applicants for initial and continuing licenses obtain a passing score on an approved performance assessment, and in place of that, requires professional development and mentoring activities to include a focus on acquisition of pedagogical knowledge and the ability to apply that knowledge to meet the student needs and requires DOE to establish a committee of stakeholders to gather input. Um, basically, it would allow educators uh, to get an educator license by changing teacher experience to experience as an educator. I think it may increase the number of people that we get as teachers. It's actually a complicated thing to read. Gotta love these guys. Okay, Senate Bill 117, we're moving to the Senate bills. Um, that one has to do with relating to education and Purple Star schools. Basically, it allows us to submit an application to be a Purple Star school. No big deal there. Um, Senate Bill 130, neutral position, an act to amend Title 14 of the Delaware Code relating to out-of-season coaching of student athletes. Now, for this, those of you guys that coach, chime in here because I don't know much about coaching, but apparently 
in Delaware, we're one of the few places that does not allow out-of-school coaching, and this basically would have allowed that to take place. It apparently places our kids at a disadvantage in other areas. And I'll be happy to send this to folks who want to take a look at it. Um, they voted uh, neutral on this one. Um, they voted neutral on that? Yes, I, they did. That, there's a powerful <coughs> senator in Newcastle County that is really, 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 really pushing this because it uh, benefits, I think, her children. So I'm kind of well, interested. Personally, that. it sounds like a good idea to me, okay, you know, to, to allow something like this. If you've got coaches that are motivated to do something like that, why not let them do it? Okay, and I'm in favor of that. I'm just telling you what the DSBA voted for, okay? So they, they gave this They were neutral, neutral on it. Pardon? They were neutral on it. Yes, sir. Okay, 133, which was on amendment of Delaware code relating to requirements for educational prep programs. It incorporates the science of reading into public and charter schools by requiring that teacher preparation programs which prepare elementary school, early childhood, and special ed requirements for reading teachers must provide instruction in evidence-based reading instruction. Now, we supported this as the DSBA. Um, I kind of thought we were already doing something to that line anyway. Okay, so again, and 136, that's the last one, has to do with uh, Delaware Code relating to early intervention services. And what it does is it creates a new chapter, 31A, for infants and toddlers. It transfers the responsibility for that from the Department of Health Education, or sorry, Health and Social Services uh, to DOE under the new title. It assigns the codes with requirements under federal infants and toddlers program, et cetera. So it's just a, I think this is a, a different way of, of dealing with the early intervention services more than anything else. They voted neutral on it. Um, all you can say on it again a fairly lengthy complicated one other than that capital budgets are being monitored state of emergency declaration restrictions were discussed in the relaxation thereof the biggest one was the the bus restriction which thank God is over with now all right new business uh, facilities maintenance potential bill was discussed uh, potential for additional medium capital funds to be made available the potential bill was discussed in detail with some concerns regarding the application of current standards to older buildings that were built to meet previous older standards. This sounds like something interesting for us with older buildings where we may get money without having to go to referendum, but I'll find out more later. Uh, the Federal CARES Act funds and potential uses was discussed, but I think our people, Ms. Tammy, are already on top of that and doing a great job. And that was it. Must have been a real long meeting. Okay, thank you for your time, and I'll send out, I can send you guys, because I, I PDF the whole thing, I'll send it for you guys to read on your own, and in the future, as soon as there's a meeting and I get the notes, I'm going to send it out to everybody so that you can look at it in advance, um, might make for some better discussions. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Doc. Any questions? Moving on from the legislative topics, 8.07, Mary Bailey Scholarship, Mr. Peden. No report. 8.08 Special Education Task Force, Dr. Statler. Thank you. Our group met on June the 2nd, and um, the majority of our conversation focused on planning for Special Education Week in October and some monthly programming ideas uh, for next year. 
And we also received uh, close to 200 nominations for our ambassador uh, recognition, and we're planning to meet in early September to determine award uh, recipients. Thank you. Any questions for the Special Education Task Force? Hearing none, thank you, Dr. Statler. Policy, Mr. Collins. Good evening. Um, as you can see tonight, we have seven policies coming up for a first reading. Um, and I know that you will notice that one of them is a uh, proposed change to school choice. Um, again, we had some, some good discussion at the meeting pertaining to the particularly to a one issue in school choice. But I don't know if, uh, if you want to speak about that proposed MOU or... Yes, um, Mrs. Bunting, uh, she did, Mrs. Bunting did reach out to our attorney, had uh, some good dialogue. He advised that an MOU uh, would not be the most appropriate course of action uh, if we wanted to make changes at this time. He advised to allow the policy to drive how we move forward. Um, she can give some specifics there, but we did have, during our, our meeting, we did discuss the potential combination of priority five and seven, and uh, how that could potentially be a combination into one priority five uh, in the future. And if you look at the, um, the actual document, the, the change we were looking at that, that's been proposed for the first reading is in um, priority number five of school choice. Currently, priority fives are um, students of in-district staff. Uh, the proposed is to remove the in-district from that to basically have priority five be students of district employees, whether those employees are in-district or out of district. Um, so that's the, the uh, proposed change dealing with, with school choice. Personally, I'd like to thank you for that. I think that would make life on a lot of our staff a lot easier for our hardworking people and being able to take care of their kids better. Not only that, I think it's going to be a good recruiting tool. I think so as well. So thank you for taking the time to do that. I appreciate it. If we have it as a first reading tonight, <clears throat> when can we do a second reading on that? And then when would it go in place? Second reading would be next month. And then it would go into policy for 21-22? It would go into policy for 22-23 for next school year. The only way we could include this school year would, the MOU's out now, correct? Correct. Apparently. The, the explanation on the MOU was the, if we did an MOU upon co contractually hiring them, we would lose the money from those out-of-district students. That seemed to be an issue, am I correct? Well, as we looked into it, the out-of-district <coughs> students, we received tuition. So that tuition uh, runs through the school choice process and that mechanism. So, um, Celeste, am I missing anything of what he advised with that? Um, no. In addition, he also said with the MOU, you open something up that's a condition of employment that isn't currently a condition of employment if you put an MOU in place. Um, do you want me to go over anything well, additional? My question would be, if this goes into effect 22-23, that means we have teachers right now that are going to be very affected by this. How do we help them? 
the only way we could get around any of this, if we're, and I think it's great that we went to policy, we looked at it, there seemed to be, I felt consensus, but you know, we don't have consensus until we take a vote. But I thought that looking at the numbers, a third of our school choice every year seems to be district employees. So we're gonna solve a third of our problems by this modification right now. And I asked to see if we could get a solution in place through the MOU or the policy change so that it could affect this fall. The only way to affect this fall if the board took a vote contrary to our current policy to accept five, six, and sevens, the 70 some students that have already applied is the only way we would get students into their choice classrooms this fall. Other than that, this policy is in the right direction to take care of our employees, but will not be in effect till the 2022-2023 school year. And how many of those 70 students are already with us now? All of them? Or would this allow other kids to come in added the to only, that? The only out-of-state or only out-of-district students in that 77 would be district employees. But I don't know that number. Am I, Dr. Statler, you're, you're very versed with policy. Am I, am I right if he's asking who are out-of-district students if we took five, six, and sevens, the only ones as defined by that priority would be district students that are out of, district employees that are out of district, correct? Correct. Okay. But my question is, are those kids- Sorry, all, I, 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 got the I, I understand what you're saying, but are those kids already in our system now? Or are these 70 additional kids that would be coming in on top of what all we already have? I think it would be advantageous to have PEP here since PEP's the one that does the program and has the figures on there instead of us bouncing around so we get the figures on there. Maybe I'm wrong. There he is. I do have some uh, data that PEP provided today um, with the number of each priority PEP. This is That is correct, yes. So looking at the total numbers, the priority fives right now are, are 10. Uh, priority six, a total would be 69. And priority seven right now would be six for a total of 86 students. Okay, so and this is divided up in all of our buildings. Who are the priority sixes district again? Student. District students. <clears throat> oh, those, they're already in the district then? District students, correct, yes. Your answer is six, not. Okay, so what we're talking about is Your moving around is kids from overcrowded schools to other overcrowded schools. No, he said, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. So if the sixes are already, basically what I'm getting is that these kids are already in our system. So they're already, they already have a classroom and a desk somewhere, okay? And what we're doing is simply taking kids in some cases from one overcrowded school to another overcrowded school because virtually everybody is overcrowded, almost. Alrighty. Um, contrary to our policy, quote unquote, I think the net effect on the district is not going to be very big. If we voted to simply, I'm more concerned about the, the, the sevens, quite frankly, um, just simply because they are, they, they are our teachers. But I think the net effect of, of accepting those kids into whatever of our schools they want to go to would be relatively negligible, since basically they're already there anyway. And I think our policy is getting there. I, I, I think we looked yeah, at but it. I'm concerned about 
21-22. I'm not concerned about 22-23 because there are going to be families in that seven group in particular and possibly then in the sixes if that's what you are going to include that would have to be moved to another building for next year and then come back to us in 22-23. That's my concern. Unless I'm reading this wrong and I've read things wrong before. You guys know that. So my other, my concern is, and Pep, you can jump in whenever you want to, for the fives and the sevens, which are our employees, these numbers, the 10 for number five and the sixes for the number sevens may not be accurate because if we vote to take fives, or we could vote to do fives tonight and move forward, that's in-district employees. Sevens would come at a, at a 22, 23, or however that's proposed to be incorporated in there. But am I correct in saying that we could have more than what we have because we have employees, we will be opening it up now to employees that didn't have the opportunity to have their kids in a specific school before? Yes, we talked about that before at previous meetings, mm -hmm. that um, because of the notice that was sent out in October, beginning in November, talked about the policy change. Mm -hmm. And with that said, there could be some parents out there would then apply for school choice. Now, they would have to apply under a good cause application, but, and I would feel that they would meet the, the definition of good cause because of the vote here, uh, possibly the vote here tonight. So, so it, could be some, it could be some more, and I can't sit here and tell you how many more applications it could be. Um, but yes, it could be some more. Yes, ma'am. So, Mr. Lewis, would that mean if we did that for fives, we would also consider that for sixes and sevens? Yes, you would okay, have to. Okay, so with sixes, we could have a very big population of students if we're essentially saying to the public, we're allowing any student to go to any building of their choice within our district, correct? That would be the board's decision, yes, ma'am. And so we're, and help me understand somebody more, I guess, knowledgeable than I, but we have a policy that's set in place that's five, six, and sevens. So as a board, we can deviate from a policy that's already been set and voted on? Well, I think tonight from the discussion I've heard from uh, President Layfield, he was talking about uh, making a motion to accept priority fives and possibly a motion to uh, take priority sixes and sevens. And that's entirely up to the board. Uh, that's basically a procedure. Uh, it's not against policy to overpopulate a building. We know our buildings are full. I mean, that's why we're building a new Sussex Central High School. Uh, you can see where the future is taking us. Um, but it's not against anywhere in state code to overpopulate a building. Our current policy says that 85% building capacity, we can stop the school choice, which is what we've been doing. I understand the wants also. You're, we're fortunate, and if you look at the numbers, you're adding 13 to East Millsboro, which is at 95%, and 17 to Lord Baltimore, which is at 86%. Seven to Millsboro, that's already at 100, and eight to Sussex Central, that's up at 128%. 15 to Indian River, that's already at 99.4%. You 
some of them are just flip-flopping schools, like between the high schools, you're 15 and 8 that are flip-flopping. It could be, but you don't know what priority those numbers are. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd have to look at the priority. Is there a cutoff date, Mr. Lewis, of when they can apply, like for say for the 21-22 school year? Is there a certain date that you will not accept any more from then on? We're accepting applications now, however, the applicant must meet the definition of good cause. The window is from the first Monday in November through the second Wednesday in January. That's when the uh, choice window is open. Anything after that second Wednesday in January, you have to submit a good cause application to meet that. And what we do with the good cause applications now, <coughs> we compile those, so they go to uh, Superintendent Owens, Assistant Superintendent Blander, and her committee, a member's cabinet committee, and they review that. They don't know who the student is. Uh, we just uh, give that particular student a number and the definition of the set of circumstances for the good cause. And they make a decision on that, and then we will apply back to the parent to let them know whether the application was accepted or not. That application, if it is accepted, goes to the bottom of that uh, wait list. Okay, it doesn't bump them up any higher. They go to the bottom of that particular wait list for that school and grade level. Thank you. So if we, if we were to approve all of these and like ch change the policy or vote against the policy, I guess, and include five, sixes, and sevens, at that point in time, it becomes a mute point as to bringing school choice back to the board to vote on right because it's going to be open-ended because if you start accepting now then what what reasons are you going to have and it can be capacity because we're already over capacity now what reasons would you have legitimately to say no you're asking me i'm just yeah because, because you take again, care again that's of a it. board I'm decision ma'am i'm just you know that, right there is a comment you know, yes uh, that's a board decision you know we bring the numbers to you uh, with the, with the uh, capacity of each building and it's a board decision on who you want to take. Well, we, we looked at it at the policy committee and we tried to do an MOU and then we also look at a change in this policy so we can go in a certain direction. I think the MOU would have been immediate and allowed this to happen mm -hmm. in the fall. I think the policy change is, is, will be supported by the rest of, I think will be supported by the board if we take that vote and do the reading and move forward. But the only way to get it done for this fall would be to take a vote on the six, seven, and eights as a board. Other than that, it's not gonna happen. And just correct. Did I say yes. Yes. Five, six, and sevens, I apologize. Let me be clear. I, I mean, I got to figure it out. my thing is we're basically overcrowded almost everywhere anyway. <clears throat> and with all the people moving into this area and all the new houses that are coming up, Okay, we already had one radio host who suggested that because remote learning was so successful that we didn't need any more new school buildings and everything could be done remotely. Okay, I corrected him on that quite rapidly. All right, so we're, we're facing crowds one way or the other. And it's just, it's gonna be bouncing back and forth. I, I figure in about three years, we'll be probably looking at another building somewhere um, just to deal with all the extra houses that are coming in the area. Plantation Lakes, the Evans Farm, uh, down my way, and there's other construction going on. I just don't see where it makes that kind of a giant difference if we don't approve the kids for this year. Is there any further discussion on this? Is there a motion? 
this motion is on Mr. Collins's board or on this particular item? Well, in order to change it, there needs to be a motion. We are in the middle of policy, so we're discussing it. We can further discuss this if we want to take this to a vote or if we don't want to take it to well, a vote. Well, I'd make a motion that we approve uh, a change that would allow those kids that are going to be affected uh, to stay or to, to be included in, in the same policy that would be in, in 22-23. Can we make a motion under the policy agenda item for this? We're prepared to do a reading on your first reading on this yours. First reading on this change. If, if your motion is is to take five, six, and sevens, then that's that doesn't have anything to do with the policy. Correct. The first reading of the policy that I'm presenting tonight. You have two separate issues here. Yeah. But one is a policy coming up for a first reading. Right. And the other is whether you're going to take five, six, and seven. They're two two separate issues. So which one's first? What? Would you just the, this one? The, the, oh, the first reading that I'm presenting won't come up for a second reading until next month. Okay. Okay. I got you. If you okay. want to make a change tonight, you're, it would be a motion to accept five, six, and seven. But I'm asking, is it appropriate for us to make a motion under for school choice when we're not we're, we're in a policy agenda item? Dr. Owens, is that appropriate? I think what we would have to do is, didn't we take the policy, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the school choice topic and say we were going to address the MOU, it would be discussed in <clears throat> this section of the uh, board meeting? Yes. It yes. was an appropriate time to yeah. talk about it, but when I brought it up to say, hey, do we want to talk yes, about it then? We the, moved it to this, so I don't know. I want to make sure we're following the proper procedure, but we were in that section and we asked to discuss this further in this section. So I would say that if a motion were to come forward, we can take the motion forward at this time. If the board wants to make a motion to reconsider the procedures that we follow, we've been following one through four, mm -hmm. then you know, we would entertain that. We would, you know, it's a pleasure of the board. Doc, I, I'm not sure there's clarity to what you were just there's talking not. about. I, That's I okay, there's not. You were kind of looking, you said something about the well, if we're going to, if we're going to, for the second reading, and again, I thank you very much for doing that in the interest of, of fairness for everybody. I appreciate that. Um, and I certainly, when it comes up for a second reading, will vote to support it. Um, and that's going to be in a month, and that's a year out. What my concern is at the moment is for the kids coming up to 2021. And that's basically where my motion would be to accept those kids on a one-time change now and then when the second reading comes through, then it takes care of itself after that. Just, just as a point of clarity, how this, this typically works with school choice is if the board wants us to consider those five, six, and sevens, we would then take those students here, as you, you see on this document, back to the principals as we typically would Correct. for them to review because we, there are procedures of attendance, of discipline. And discipline. you know what? I agree with all of that. And so we would need to, if we want to consider those, the board wants to consider that, we would still need to take those back to the principals and then come back with uh, recommendations for accept or deny as we typically would during a school choice consideration. If we add Dr. Owen's eloquence and better explanation than what I offered, I can go with it. So I, I, 
Now, uh, Dr. Hatter, just so you know, also in the policy says attendance, discipline, and capacity. That's the three things. So well, the, building, the building principles are here, so the, they, they'll probably want, want to hear from the board on the decisions that they need to make if they're going to receive these applications to vet. When you're talking Sussex Central High School, which is well over 100% already, okay, it's, it, to me it's a minor point. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, and I know they have an extra workload. Don't misunderstand me. I know it's there, but we're already struggling with this. And for a lot of the other buildings, if, if we're taking somebody into LB, okay, where they're actually lower and could do it, that's one thing. Um, but we have other buildings that are already overcrowded. Um, and we're just moving them back and forth. And the SDSA would be a different set of circumstances due to They're excluded. To exclude SDSA, <laughs> correct. And they've been different anyway because their rules are different to begin with. And again, if someone can phrase what I'm trying to say more eloquently, please do, because this is a complicated uh, topic here. My, my only concern is you're setting a precedent to take all of those out of district, or excuse me, all of the in district kids. Say so, it again, please, sir. So if, if you make the motion, then we're going to take five, six, and sevens. All right, so the sixes are your in district kids. So you're going to say that set a precedent that you're taking your allowance school choice for all your in-district kids. So next year when we do school choice, how can you deny the in-district kids at schools that are over capacity when we already took them the year before? But isn't that what's going to be happening if you have your second reading on your policy? No. No. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. You'll be taking the only the only change will be those I think seven kids that are current priority sevens will now be priority fives. And your district students will be will be below that priority five. The only reason you're taking those sixes now is so that you can take the seven. You cannot allow sevens the choice without taking all of the sixes, which are your industry kids. So you're taking 69 kids so that you can allow six to do a transfer, allow six to do a choice. So the 69 are students going from... Or in-district kids going from one school to another. From one school to another, from, from like elementary to middle and middle to... Anywhere within the district. So anywhere. And they're just on a wait list, is that correct? You're saying to take all priority sixes, we would the, take all of those students. The 69, are they just on a wait list they're all grades all over or are they certain yes if you have that document in front of you right okay for example if you look at east millsboro right there's a total of 13 district students who want to go to east millsboro elementary okay so, so they could be living anywhere in any river school district and they right. 13 okay. of those students want to go to east millsboro okay so and so forth am i incorrect so in saying I, I just want to add that I know we want to support our teachers and we had a really robust discussion at the curriculum meeting about that. I wonder if we could make a motion to accept the fives, which um, would take care of our in-district employees. And then perhaps the compromise would be that we are doing the first reading for collapsing the sevens into the fives 
and that would then give next year the opportunity for those out-of-district employees um, you know, to have that same opportunity without causing um, a really, I think, enormous problem with the sixes. My concern is that if we do take the sixes, then like Mr. Collins is saying, moving forward, we really, in, in my opinion, feel like, I feel like we're obligated to continue to take sixes. So we're really opening it up that anybody can go anywhere with no regard for capacity. <clears throat> and that's a concern. Can I, am I incorrect? Am I incorrect in thinking that we have approved sixes before the change schools? Seems to we, me a couple we of have years. we have done that before. There we have, have been yes. incidents where the board made motions to allow sixes in certain circumstances to okay. the transfer. Or okay. Excuse me, I keep saying transfer. It's a choice. So we tried to get away from that, trying to stop taking this little bunch and this little bunch and this little bunch, and trying to do it as a district policy to keep us on level across the district, across every school. Right. That, that's the point of having a district-wide policy. Yeah, which sometimes gets followed. But if we voted to accept sixes in the past, <coughs> didn't that automatically present a uh, precedent for doing it in the future, if that's what we're talking about here in precedence? I think we've tried to clean it up. I think that's where we're at right now. And yes. We've tried to clean it up. This year we hit the wall. In the years past, we've tried to clean it up and we've allowed and we've allowed. This year was the first time that we did not vote and overrule. Well, the, okay. One thing I see is unique because looking at numbers, I know you can make them, but Pat, I really appreciate you giving this breakdown. It's, it's very <clears throat> Good, good documentation. We don't always see where the students are coming from, and I understand that would be a much grander document. What I see as unique is <clears throat> some of my concern with the choice is I've felt that students that are within our district, I feel, have the right to go to the next school if they want to choice. If they're from the Georgetown Feeder Program and they want to go to Subbyville Middle, I think they should be allowed to go to Subbyville Middle. That's just my personal choice. And what I see breaking down these numbers, and I, I understand 69 is a large number. For us to vote to go five, six, and sevens, that's a large number. But what I see in the documents in front of me is that the Georgetown Middle School students' choice, there's three of them. All three of them are for the entry-level sixth grade. Millsboro Middle has seven total students. All of those on this list for choicing are in the sixth grade. Selbyville has four. Three of their four choice students are for sixth grade, the entry-level school in the middle school. <clears throat> that, that, that's always been a little bit of concern of mine And speaking to the principals at each one of these schools. They seem to see uh, success with choice students because a student that's choosing to go there is really involved in parent, parental and student involvement. So the feedback I've gotten from the principals, especially at the middle school level, in addition to the high school, is that entry-level choice student wants to be there and there's value in it. So at Indian River High School, there's 15 students that want to go to Indian River from within the district. All 15 of those students are entry-level ninth graders. At Sussex Central, there's eight total students, seven of which are Sussex Central. So if you look at the entry-level grades 
to our middle school and to our high schools. That total is 37 students. Out of those 37 students, 35 are for that entry level grade. And that's kind of the student that I've been getting contacted about parents and feel like that student is a value to the individual school because they want a choice there. So if we wanted to break down that number even more, if we thought we should or could, that's a number that I find value in, is those 37 students out of those 69, I'd like to advocate for. I don't know if there's a clear, clear way to do that by entering just those students in this or not. But I know we're looking at a big number of 69. I just kind of feel like, hey, we're, we're leaving 35 of these students that want to come in to the entry level middle school, entry level high school, we're leaving them out there and those are district students. And our the students and faculty, this has been a tough year. So I don't know if, if we're considering this, that could help some of the faculty that maybe has a child that wants to come to the school. That's a, that could really you know, be, a, be a big benefit for them possibly. But not six of them, because your, your, your kids that want to go to school with their, with their sit where their parent is teaching is five and seven. Yes. Sixes don't have any parents on teachers. Yes, but we which can't Which was a misconception that, right? last month when people got, yeah. that were Zooming and listening said we, some voted against teachers and that was not, that was definitely not correct. That the, the vote was for to take five, six, and sevens last time. That is right? correct. And the sevens are employee students and the fives are employee students. That is correct. correct. But the so sixes the voting are no a wasn't in for there. those? I, I didn't understand them. We're not going to misunderstand it. We, can, we can't clarify it? Uh, you can, but it was clarified last month, so I'm not going to go down that road. Very clearly, I assume. Um, I, I will say, to, to move forward, I will make a motion that we allow priority fives. There's a motion that we move forward with priority fives. Is there second. a second? Motion, motion made and seconded. Is there further discussion? further discussion we, are we changing the definition of priority five or we're no. just allowing strict priority five with this vote with this vote. your first reading and stuff is still there to do Correct. this is a motion to accept priority fives Correct. Right, right, right. and there's a second is there Ms. Moses is there further discussion with no. the five no. there's a motion made this has kind of been the problem all along is that here we're going to take a vote on something that's getting ready to be looked at and voted on and changed possibly in policy we're all over the place we have a history of being all over the place and making special votes depending on what parents contact us as to where their kids want to go i mean we got a policy that's getting ready to be changed and we're going to vote i, I don't know well, the I, vote would allow these now i understand i understand what i don't i'm not against kids if a if a ninth grader or excuse me an eighth grader at uh, Georgetown Middle feels as though Indian River High School is their best fit. I'm not opposed to that at all. Uh, we've done it in the past. We have voted on district kids in the past to change. We had one vote where we allowed some kids to go to one high school, but we wouldn't let other kids to go to the other high school. We've had that happen too. Uh, it, it's just in a hodgepodge uh, makeup of making it up as we go each month be quite honest with you and it's uh it, it, it's really frustrating i i'm not i'm not opposed to district kids moving anywhere uh, what do we have any kind of we probably don't have any statistics or data as to non-district uh employees kids 
you know, staying in the district? Do they tend to stay in the district? Do they tend to move out of the district at some point? Uh, certainly that's going to go away too if the new policy goes into effect. There wouldn't be any more sevens. I don't know. I feel like we've got a lot of different conversations going on right. here and nothing's going to be really solved. So did Dr. Hatter withdraw his motion? Did you withdraw your motion? I can't hear you. Pardon me? I, I can't hear. Can't hear did Dr. Hattier withdraw his motion? No, he did not. Okay. There was no second on Dr. Hattier. There was motion. no would second repeat, on it, though. Would you repeat your motion? My motion was is that for the upcoming school year 2021, given the restrictions that exist, okay, that we approve the students 5, 6, and 7, um, and for this year only. I'll second that. There's already a motion on the table that's been seconded. Well, that was. Well, let's let's clean this up because we, we took a motion my motion Scott was and got first. a second. His was still on the table because mine was, was still on the table. And we were discussing it before we had a second. So if there's an error in my fault, it's for taking Chief Collins's uh, motion when his was still on the table because we moved on from different topics. But you've cleaned it up, Doc, where you've got a motion. And to recap, it's the motion is to accept five six and sevens yes correct for this current coming school upcoming school year only okay given the restrictions as explained by dr owens motion made i'll Cla second clarity that. clarity go ahead yes. you you then are going to allow other people then to submit applications under the good cause category correct. that is correct which good cause looks to be very restrictive Quite frankly, could you go into good calls a little bit there? Well, good calls. Uh, I'll just read the definition. Shall mean a change in a child's residence due to a change in family residence, a change in the state in which the family residence is located, a change in a child's parents' marital status, a change caused by a guardianship proceeding, placement of a child in foster care, adoption, participation of, by a child in a foreign exchange program. A reported, recorded, and substantiated instance of bullying against their child as defined in Section 4112D of Title 14, or participation of, by a child in a substance abuse or mental health treatment program or a set of circumstances consistent with this definition of good cause. Quite frankly, I think probably most of the 69 on here right now, I would say I would safely bet that the majority of them aren't any of those. They simply want their kid to go to a different high school or middle school because of they feel it suits their needs better. So I feel like your upcoming kids or parents that will then submit applications who didn't submit before, it'll be a very limited window of those that can meet any of these qualifications. Good read, Mr. Fritz. Mr. Lewis, do you think that's pretty accurate, the way he's read that and interpreted it? Yes, I mean, that's read out of policy. However, I think because, again, um, Mr. Fritz, back in October, November, I'm not sure if you were here then, uh, you know, we did send out that information to all of our choice parents that the policy was going to change. So I think we talked about it a couple of times <clears throat> that uh, maybe they didn't apply. I, I don't know uh, because of the policy change. And we've talked about this uh, in-house just a little bit. What will we do if, in fact, the board made a decision to take priority five, six, and sevens when we would have to do some type of news release with our PIO to let them know that this is the process 
in the direction that the board has given us. So if you didn't apply during that window of opportunity, that you could apply and meet the set of circumstances for the good cause. And I think, uh, Dr. Owens, Mrs. Blander, maybe you can help me with that. Would that meet the definition of good cause if a parent did not apply for school choice because of the policy change? And now uh, the, uh, with the direction of the board, uh, would that meet a definition of good cause? Dr. Owens? So, so if we're looking strictly at the policy the definition of good cause, many of them will not meet that good cause definition. And it would be a matter of, are they considered based on how the 69 here in priority six were considered in the original window of time when you can apply. So it would be difficult for um, someone that doesn't meet that definition to then be approved if they didn't meet that good cause definition. Any further discussion? Motion made and seconded. All those in favor of going forward with priorities five, six, and seven? And we would need to, as I had said, SDSA is a different set of circumstances because yep. of the, the nature of that. That's, that's, that's a given. I don't think that's yeah, to exclude SDSA. Yeah, SDSA, SDSA is its own category. So this is your motion that you're making and it's, you're saying for a one year? For a one year period for this particular year. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 <clears throat> those opposed? No. no. Ms. Troublefield, will you please poll the board? Mr. Cathal? Yes. Mr. Collins? As chair of the policy committee, I abstain. Mr. Fritz? No. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? No. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? No. Mrs. Wright? No. Five, yes four no and one abstention does not pass so i'd like to make a motion that we accept fives for the upcoming school year motion on the table to accept uh priority fives for this fall school year Correct. 2021 2022 motion made is there a second i second it any further discussion all those in favor say aye Aye. Aye. Those opposed? Okay. Ms. Troublefoo, will you please poll the board for priority fives? Mr. Cathal? Yes. Mr. Collins? Mr. Fritz? No. Dr. Hattier? Abstain. It's not a complete solution. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? No. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Six yes, two no, and two abstentions. Priority fives for this fall passes by majority vote. Any further discussion? Or Mr. Fritz, do the rest question? of these kids stay on a waiting list? The 69 on yeah, the sixes and the sevens, did they stay on the waiting list? Yes, until the first day of school, according to policy. So if this policy then gets changed, 
got one more reading next month, right? Mm -hmm. But seven. it doesn't affect those Teachers sevens or sixes after that. Well, that's not it doesn't fair. affect this waiting list. Or does it? If the policy gets changed. The, the change of the policy is for 22-23 school year, school choice application process. Pretty long policy recap there. Chief, you want to keep moving? And I, I strongly encourage, and I don't know how this happens, but I strongly encourage school choice to be its own policy, its own committee. I think we'll, we probably got it resolved now, don't need to, but we can discuss that we for the up and coming 21-22 so. school year. Okay. All right. Uh, I have one more question. Yes, ma'am. The teachers who are, are the employees who live out of the district and they have students that they would like to, so they're not going to be able to. They are priority sevens and there was not a vote to carry for priority sevens for this fall. After the policy change by collapsing sevens into fives, they will be eligible in the 2022-2023 school year. So can we vote tonight to for teachers who are live out of the district the or for employees that live out of the district for them to be able to come this year or not? The only way you can take them is to take sixes. You can't skip over. Okay. I, okay. You can't skip oh. sixes to take sevens. All right. I, yeah, that just clears me. I got it. Chief, you can move on with policy. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Phew. I'm yeah, sorry. Communion. For second reading. I'm going to take communion. Um, we have. I apologize. I don't have my readers in. Okay, we have uh, GCBA.2, locally funded staff salary increases. This is a um, this is a brand new policy that was set by committee um, and was presented. There was no changes between uh, first reading and tonight. Um, we have. GBCB.6, Staff Conduct and Electronic Communications. We have JF Student Rights and Responsibilities. We have JHFB, which is School Safety Monitors Use of Deadly Force. Uh, that policy, I know Deadly Force gets a lot of attention, but the only change to this policy is actually the, um, we're changing the title from Safety Monitor to Constables title change and our last one should be the deletion of GCN um, evaluation professional staff as that is in a policy it's going to be covered under the procedures horrible feeling I skipped one So the five policies presented for second reading, I make a motion that we approve as presented. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Anything else you'd like to add, Chief? No, sir. Okay. I would. Thank you for what you're doing. It's a thankless job. I know that, and you get picked on. Um, but nevertheless, I appreciate the fact that you're doing it, um, and it ain't easy.
change hands in the policy here, maybe in the fall. 810, IREA Rep. Mr. Emanuel. Good evening. I'm Bobby Boyd Jr., the IREA Vice President for the Custodians, and I want to thank the district for a, a productive bargaining session for a custodial unit. Uh, we look forward to signing the contract tonight. Um, we also look forward to developing a leadership training program with the district for our custodians who would like to gain the additional skills they would need to advance to firemen or chief custodian positions. Thank you. Thank you. Superintendent's report, 901. Yes, thank you. Uh, enclosed in your board docs is my most recent superintendent <coughs> activities for the month of June. Uh, one item I'd like to highlight is we had uh, three very successful graduations, many of which uh, board members were able to attend. Sussex Central High School, Indian River High School, and Howard T. Ennis. I want to thank our teams at each one of those schools on their, their work this year. Again, we had uh, protocols that must be, have been followed from our state and uh, decisions we made locally uh, to ensure safety, and our teams were able to comply with those and have successful in-person graduations, which I know made our students and community very proud. So uh, again, uh, my full length of activities for the month is enclosed, but uh, very pleased with our commencement activities, uh, which occurred earlier this month. Thank you. Letter of gratitude. Yes, on June 11th, we received a letter of gratitude from Millsboro Town Mayor Michelle Truitt, and she asked that I read this at our board meeting. Thanks, sir. On May 25th, 2021, from 2.30 to 6.30, the town of Millsboro worked with BB Healthcare in conjunction with the Sussex County Libraries and the Sussex County Paramedics to vaccinate numerous residents in our local community for COVID-19. Being a district teacher as well as a mayor planning for this event, I immediately sought out our Hispanic-friendly IRSD staff to partner with so we could reach that community as well as others. Emma Cabrera from North Georgetown Elementary and Chanel Chaplin from Georgetown Elementary and Georgetown Middle School quickly responded to my search, eager to help. Working as a team with BB head nurse Kim Blanche, assistant librarian Rachel Lynch, and me, Emma and Chanel translated the vaccination flyer into proper Spanish and posted said flyers in strategic areas in and around Millsboro. They made telephone calls to keep community members, leaders, and the upcoming event and networked with colleagues in order to reach as many people as possible. It is only with their help and dedication that the vaccination clinic proved to be so successful. <clears throat> as mayor, I am proud these staff members uh, personally took, upon, took it upon themselves and stepped up to help the town of Millsboro in an effort to provide life-saving healthcare services to the community. As a colleague, I am extremely proud of my school district employees, such caring individuals, offering their time to help others in need. The town of Millsboro truly appreciates their thoughtfulness. Sincerely, Michelle Truitt, Mayor. Thank you. She speaks of colleagues. Mrs. Truitt is a one of our own teachers at Millsboro Middle School. Am I correct? Correct. 
my children were allowed the choice there and had her as a teacher. Financial reports, 10.01. Mrs. Smith, thank you. The first item is the regular invoices. Is there a motion to approve regular invoices? So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those aye. opposed? Passes by the <coughs> Okay, the financial reports you have on board docs are as of May 31st. We were 92% of the way through the fiscal year. We'd received 100% of our total budgeted revenue, 100% of our discretionary revenue, 103% of our budgeted local tax revenue. We received zero um, dollars in interest in May. The state's interest rate was 0% for both May, for both April and May, actually. We spent 67% of our total budget expenses. That's skewed by all of the ESSERF money that we received that will be spent over several years. We spent 85% of our discretionary expenses. <coughs> the ILC programs have spent 93% of their budgets and NS has spent 69% of its budget. Part two, the student activity funding balance is approximately 568,000. For CARES Act, we've received 2.9 million. Encumbered 286,000, spent 1.8 million and have 822,000 remaining. We have $25.5 million in federal funds available and are holding approximately $1 million in donations and student funds and internal accounts. For major capital projects, we paid out a million dollars in May. And for minor cap, we've spent approximately 4.5 million and have a balance of approximately 532,000 left. Any questions? Okay, um, the FY 2022 tax rates. On board docs, you should have a tax rate overview um, that discusses the authorized tax rates that we could collect. Um, there's current expense, debt service, and tuition, which we collect now, um, and several match taxes of which we only collect minor capital improvements. And currently, um, for FY 21, we have the lowest tax rate in the county amongst the school <coughs> districts. So you also have a um, recommendation for the tax rates with the calculations for each of those four rates. Um, so I'm recommending for FY22, we increase our tax rate to $3.20.61. Um, those increases, the majority of it is in debt service. So we have borrowed the first year of bonds for the new Sussex Central High School, and that includes um, the year two payments that we will be making as well. Um, and then we've increased tuition slightly um, to make sure that we have enough funds to cover our anticipated expenses for next year with some reserve built in for unanticipated um, expenses. And then for minor capital improvements, the, that rate is going down slightly based on um, the FY22 bond bill. That bond bill has been introduced, but not yet passed. Just to comment on that, um, even with the tax increase, we are still by far lower than any other school district in the county. Without pulling out my calculator, we're, we're under about 20% from the next lowest. So just to make a comment, we are very prudent with the taxpayer money. Correct. Thank you.
but this is a tax that we act this is a uh, tax that we actually control as a school district am i correct we we can vote to remain the same or we can vote to increase a tax and there's no other time where we can actually vote to <coughs> increase a tax without the public's input am i correct it depends on the tax rate so current expense we cannot change without referendum uh -huh. that's our operating fund debt service is based on the calculation of the principal and interest um, amounts we owe on the bonds. The bonds are authorized by, the bond borrowing is authorized by referendum. Um, tuition is based on our estimated costs. Um, so we do have leeway with that. And then minor capital improvements is based on the 40% match that we owe with the 60% that's provided by the state. So tuition, breaking this down further, the tuition part of the tax is something that we control. Correct. And we're increasing. Correct. Okay. Uh, I want to go. I want to go back a little bit before we vote on the taxes. I'd like to go through. We needed action on the financial summaries and the major capital improvements for oh, sorry. the month of May. We didn't take a vote on those, so I'm going to bundle those three up that you just discussed. Is there a motion to accept the financial summaries and the major capital improvements for the month of May? So moved. Motion second. made and seconded. Is there further discussion on those? All those in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed. Passed by unanimous vote. Now we're to the point in which we're prepared to take action on the taxes. Okay. Is there a motion to accept the recommendation of uh, the tax increase? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 I'm opposed. Ms. Troublefield, will you take the uh, roll? Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? No. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes and one no. Passes by majority vote. Uh, 10.06, New Sussex Central High School year one bonds? Yes, if you recall back in October, um, you voted to approve the bond anticipation note, which was the basically loan of the funds before the state issued the bonds. The state <coughs> issued the bonds in April, I believe, at an interest rate of 1.67%. Um, that's $5,592,200. Um, so with that, I would need a vote to approve the borrowing of the actual bond sale. Is there a motion to approve? So, so moved. moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Proposed budgetary contract approval procedures? Yeah, so on board docs, you have the um, procedures that we presented last month. Um, they have not changed since that discussion. Um, so we're looking for a vote on those procedures tonight. Is there a motion to accept these procedures? So moved. Second. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 10.08 teacher hourly EPER pay rate proposal. <clears throat> yes, we brought this to the board last month for consideration and we're asking the board to take a vote on it this month. I make a move to accept the recommendation. 
Second. Motion made second. to accept. There's a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 10.09, athletic director Heber. We brought this for the board's consideration last month and we're asking the board to take a vote this month. Is there a motion to accept? I move second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 1010, student activity fund request, South Central High School swim. Yes, we received a request from Sussex Central swim team um, for student activity funding in the amount of $3,225. Um, they've spent the majority of their funds um, with having to rent the pool at Sussex Academy due to COVID restrictions. Um, so they were asking for um, reimbursement through the student activity fund. So Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. 10, 11, homebound instructor pay rates. We discussed this at committee this month. Our current homebound instructor pay rate is 24.50 an hour. We're asking that that be raised to 34.65 an hour, which is the same as presenter and product production teacher hourly EPER pay rates. So we're asking for that to be increased for the homebound instructors as well. Is there a motion to accept? So, so moved. moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. Uh, audit update. Okay, I have two things under the audit. Um, first, in committee, we discussed a draft audit report for the fiscal year 2019 school district construction. Um, that covered the first year of funding for Howard T. Ennis. Um, we did receive a final report um, since that meeting. We have a clean opinion with no audit findings. For just Howard T. Ennis or just for us in general? It was fiscal year 19, so there was only um, one line of funding. It was the 2019 Howard T. Ennis funds, 2.9 million. The second portion of that is also we've been notified from the state auditor's office that we will be receiving a local funds audit. Um, we have been notified that we will need to pay for that. At this point, we don't know the cost. We don't know the scope of the audit. Um, a group of business managers has met with the auditor's office to get more information on all of that. Um, and they were not to, able to get additional details. The state auditor's office currently has an RFP out um, to hire a CPA firm to do the work. <coughs> So once we have more information, I will pass that so, along. So re repeating for everybody that the state is requiring an audit. Correct. They get to pick the auditor. Correct. But we have to pay for it. Correct. Okay. It authorizes. Makes sense. It authorizes them by Delaware code to charge us. In some alternative universe, it makes sense. Are other school districts also getting? All 19. Receive the same no notification. All 19. Correct. Sounds like a good article, Glenn. <coughs> Any further discussion on the audit update? 10.13. Okay, ESSER funds. Um, so the first round of funding was through the CARES Act. S that was ESSER 1. ESSER 2 was through the second stimulus bill that I do not know the name of. I apologize. And ESSER 3 is through the American Recovery Plan. So um, on board docs, you have a summary of those funds. SRF 1 has, 
is included in my monthly board report. Um, so we received those funds in July of 2020. Um, they expire in September of 2022. That was the two point, almost 2.9 million that we received. Um, and as of May 31st, we've spent 1.8. ESSERF 2, um, we actually received the funds in June. Um, they are good through September 2023, and our allocation is just over $13 million. ESSERF 3 um, is available to spend through September of 2024, and we have been notified that we will receive $29.5 million. Um, we actually have received two-thirds of that at this point. Um, there are additional stipulations in the American Recovery Plan bill um, that we have to meet to get the additional third. Um, in the latter pa pages of that document, you will see the spending categories. There are 15 um, for ESSERF 3 and what we intend to spend the funds on. Um, there's various items like addressing learning loss, um, summer school, after school programs, um, HVAC needs, um, temporary custodians, um, hiring employees to help with social emotional needs, um, etc. So I was just sharing um, if anyone has any questions. Any questions? Thank you, ma'am. All right, thank you. Moving on to personnel. 11.01, personnel agenda. We have a motion to accept uh, all on the agenda, excluding uh, employee 118. So motion to accept. So, so moved. moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? And it passes by unanimous vote. Employee number 118. We have a motion to accept employee number 118. So second. Motion made and seconded. Any uh, further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? I abstain. Hold the board, Mr. Troublefield. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstain. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine, yes, zero, no, one abstention. Passes by majority vote. Now we have a uh, motion to accept the June addendum, excluding uh, position number two and employee number 10. Motion to accept. So moved. So moved. Motion Second. made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Now, uh, employee number 10 on the June addendum. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstain. One abstention. Ms. Troublefield, please pull the board. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? Abstain. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. <clears throat> Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, one abstention. Passes by majority vote. Now the contractual agenda. Do we have a motion to accept the contractual agenda? So motion made, seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 
uh, 11.05 administrative salaries. This is a two part vote. We're voting <clears throat> for the proposed new scale uh, of the 56 employees. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Hearing none, scale passes. Now the new pay second vote on the scale is the, the month of June. The month of June administrative. The month of June administrative salary proposal. Is there a uh, motion to accept? Second. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? I abstain. Please pull the board, Mr. Troublefield. Mm -hmm. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. <coughs> Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, one abstention. Passed by majority vote. Now come to the conclusion of the board meeting where we open the board up for public comments. Is there anyone who wish to come forward at this time to head to public comments? Hearing and seeing no. Do we do 11.04, the custodian nope. contract? Thank you for, thank you for uh, I circled that too. 11.04, uh, negotiations ratified a contract for the custodians. We have a motion to so moved. Motion second. made and seconded. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Now our meeting's adjourned. Thank you. Mm -hmm.